Hi, family, and welcome to another episode of Normal with Autism. We invite you to the kitchen table to experience the joy in the journey. I'm Tara. I'm Sarah. Remember me? Holy crap. <laughs> the, was the music as loud in, in your headphones as it was in mine? I was like, what is this? It's been forever since we've heard that. Yeah. It's been forever since we've sat together like this. Yeah, it's been a minute. <laughs> it's been a minute. We're here with Craig. Yeah. In a brand new we're, studio. We're at the same kitchen table. Uh-huh. Same headphones. Or new kitchen. Well, we have the this same, is kitchen, your same table. kitchen table. Okay, new location. New house. New house. Same shit. Yes. Is that what we wanted to say? You guys moved on up. We did. Moving on. To the other side of 33. <laughs> Don't know where you live. D- well, I mean, 33. Like, people can figure that out. Right? Yeah. Did that narrow it down too much? Yeah. It's kind of a long road. Creepers. There are. We don't have any of those, though. All of the people who That's listen to think. us are amazing and loving and supportive. And <clears throat> just takes one. So can we, um, it's been a minute, can we fill uh, the family in on why we haven't been coming to the kitchen table recently? Do yeah, you, the kitchen you... table's been real depressing. <laughs> well, well, there's that. I mean, <laughs> I, I, I agree. I agree with that. It has statement. been stressy, depressy, aggressy. <laughs> It's been riding the struggle bus. Yeah. <laughs> Just a reminder, since it's been a minute, you might hear children. You might hear dogs. Because my one dog chose to play with her bone. Are you sure it's a bone and not a bowling ball? At this particular moment, right underneath our kitchen table. Right underneath. And it's kind of now the dining room table because we fancy. Yeah. So, all right. So, yes, that's one of the things that happened is that we moved into a new house. Yeah. My family did. Anyway, you're still in your... I'm still in mine forever and ever. Amen. Amazing. Amazing house. Yes. I um, did do some redecorating, though. I know, because I was going to be the recipient of some of your wonderful housewares. Yeah. I brought you some stuff. And you're... Yes, you did. I have stuff for you in my trunk, too. Oh, okay. Is that so you can make room for more stuff for when you go to the thrift store again? Yes. Okay. And part of me is like... I still have my goodwill pile of shame in the corner. <laughs> and part of me is like, just get rid of it. You can buy it all again later. If you, <laughs> if you don't know, here's Sarah's goodwill cycle. Yeah. She goes to goodwill because. Well, usually I have a project in mind. Usually, okay. So we start like project, like it's in yeah, our brains. Because part of like having an eclectic style is you collect the pieces over time. That's very true. That's very true. And they sit in your trunk. Okay, but see, that's we're skipping some we're skipping some some steps. That's what I wanted to inform people on. You get a project in your head. Uh huh. You go, hey Matt, we're gonna do this project. Uh huh. And he goes, uh. Uh huh. And then you're like, I have to go to the thrift store. Uh huh. To find things because I don't want to pay fifteen dollars for a gold picture frame at Target. Why would I? Ninety nine cents. When I can get it for a dollar at Goodwill. Yeah. But then. The stuff never, it like goes to your trunk and it, it kind of, 
develops an entire mystique it there does. in your trunk. It does. Of your car. The trunk of wonders. And then when you uh, go to Goodwill again, you're like, oh, I have stuff in my trunk already. What happens at that point? Well, I still have the back seat. Oh, okay. Okay. Just so fill you, that up too. You fill it up to a point and then you bring it all in the house. Mm-hmm. And then what happens is I do my project. Like I have this beautiful bedroom full of like vintage oh awesomeness and like gallery walls everywhere. But I bought too much. So it's all been sitting in this corner until I decide what to do with it. Can you take a picture with your big girl camera of like the wallpaper stuff in your bedroom so that we can share it on Instagram? Yeah, I probably can. Okay, that would be... I want people to be like... It is very beautiful. Um, I mean, it is. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You did an amazing job. Thank you. So... It was mostly my friend, Lara. Well, I I was mean, like, Matt, I'm going to do this. And he's like, mm. And I was like, Lara said she'll do it. Right. She'll help me. <laughs> so what you're telling me is you and Lara are now coming over to my house. I'm... Listen, you're going to get some dark academia vibes up in here. Since I have... Okay. Oh, you know what? Craig, you did hit the recording button at this point, correct? Okay, just checking. We can do a beautiful, like, velvet texture, like, floor-de-lis black. Yes. On this wall. Damask. Yeah. I, I learned what damask was, the damask yeah, pattern. It is gorgeous. Yeah. So we're, yeah, we're going to do Harry Potter vibe. Yeah. I want it to be, like, Dumbledore's office. In the 70s. Isn't that what you yes. called it? Yes. You helped me pick out a palette and everything. Yes. I'm excited. I'm re- But see, what my problem is, is that I'm one of those people where, like, when I have a project, I want it done that day. Mm-hmm. And I, I have to remind myself to kind of... Rose. Strike. I have to remind myself to kind of pace myself within the confines of like time and money and what I've learned from you is like house decorating is never really done. Right. Like it's a, it's an, it's like a living breathing. Right. Kind of thing is what I've, we try to do one major project a year. Mm -hmm. um, But this year we did more just Mm -hmm. because we had time and money, Mm -hmm. which never happens. Mm -hmm. Um, I also have that kind of personality where like, I want to do it. I want to do it now, but I have a husband who does not have that personality. And I need him to do the hard stuff. Like drilling of the holes. Like drilling, because he doesn't trust me. Putting Our, up the My shelves. gallery wall is so crooked, is it, but I wasn't waiting. I didn't care. Um, I like it like, as a character. Don't ever let Craig see your gallery <laughs> wall. He'll be like... <laughs> yeah. But like, I, I'm finally at a point in my marriage where I can say, Matt, I need you to do this. And he says, okay, I will. And I say, when? <laughs> And then I don't ask him again until that time has passed. But he also, like, he um, only does projects on three-day weekends. Mm-hmm. So I have to wait till the next federal holiday. We've we already got a, a project couple, for Labor Day. We only have a couple of those in a year. Yeah. Okay. So we got to go big. Okay. All right. So that's been part of the life change is that my family moved into a new house. And that... Lord have mercy. I don't know how people move across the country oh or like gosh. to different states or like an hour away. I didn't even help and I was exhausted. I know. <laughs> Just watching me. Yeah. <laughs> you helped. You moved the plants. Oh, I did. You did move the plants. And I that did was, send my husband. That was a, a yes. And you sent work. You sent labor over. That was important. And he stretched. 
before he did he, he did he readied himself before mm-hmm. he he came to move stuff which was a big deal yeah. um so that was part of it and then my oldest graduated high school yay and i still i don't think i've still like when i think about that it happened at the end of may and um you know thank goodness we were able to go in person masked of mm-hmm. course oh are we going to do anything about her? Are we just going to let her, are you going to take it out in post-production? Are you going to, I'm talking to Craig for the sorry family. I'm talking to Craig. And then she walks away with it. She goes into the kitchen with it. All right, just leave it all in. I don't care anymore. (laughs) Point is end of May, my oldest Q graduates. Um, and that was a bit of a surreal a surreal moment. Yeah. Seeing that kind of like in person and stuff. And you guys like moved. <sighs> he graduated like a week later. Mm-hmm. Well, no, he, he graduated. Like we, we decided we were staying in the old house until the day of his graduation. Oh, but then you had the party. It, right. We had the party here yeah. in the new house. And, but he graduated. And then like that Sunday we had a truck and we were, or no, actually, it was Friday. The Friday before his graduation, we started moving stuff. Yeah. And then we spent like a week moving everything because we did it all ourselves. We yeah. didn't. And I'll never do that again. Mm. If I have to borrow money from somebody, I'll hire yeah. some movers. I moved every six months growing up. Hashtag poverty. And uh, I can move a whole house in eight hours. So you, I don't think I you could, could do that at nine years old. I don't think you could do that now, though. I think I probably could. With your stuff? Probably. You have two, you have like two couches every six months. I know. I know you have amazing skills. I'm not, I'm not saying that that's not part of a silver lining out of your trauma. (laughs) There's always one. I'm honoring that trauma and that (laughs) thing. I'm not doubting your skills. I'm like, but you have two couches. You never had to ride in the back of the U-Haul from Michigan to Ohio to make sure nothing broke. (laughs) No. Oh, all right. No, that sounds... That sounds a bit um, <laughs> child services reporty kind of thing. I never had to do that. I'm just kidding. Okay. I don't think. Yeah. <laughs> you broke, right? I don't think. I don't think so. Anyway. You don't think so? Uh. Uh-uh. If you did, the point is you survived it, and you're here to tell the story. I did survive. Okay. Not exactly thriving, but. Oh, stop it! No, I'm, I am. You are. Some days right? Mm-hmm. Okay. When we go get tattoos, that's evidence of thriving, right? Can't wait. And then, uh, those are my two big ones. I have one more, but did you have any kind of life events in over the summer so far that, cause we're going into August. Tomorrow's August. Yeah. Did you have any life events happening? Not really. Just life. Yeah. Right. Life is eventful enough. Mm-hmm. Just every day. Yeah. everyday stuff yeah so we had a shared life event oh we went to maine yeah yay that was amazing we went on a road trip we did with our our lovely friend liza and her lovely mother uh-huh kathy yep we went to new england and we toured we went to maine and checked out stephen king's house mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And we went to Bar Harbor, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and we went to Acadia, 
National Park where I felt the most alive I've ever felt in my entire life on Sand Beach watching the waves. It was amazing. It was it was um, seeing the ocean like I we've I've seen the ocean now in LA. I've seen the ocean in Maine. Mm-hmm. Completely s- different, right? I'm sorry about the ocean in Maine wins for me. Yeah. Right well, because it's like surrounded by like pine trees and mountains and cliffs. And yeah. It's just the coolest. Yeah. Yeah. All these amazing just geographical things. All yeah. these different elements are gorgeous. Yeah. And the sea color. Like oh, it's that so pretty. The ocean blue mm-hmm. green. And it was cold, <sighs> but like I didn't even care. I know. I know it was, I sat on that beach where we went in the park and I just was like, this is where I belong. Yeah. So I was like on Zillow. Mm-hmm. Like mm-hmm. how much for a three bedroom? Right. We're searching for cottages. Get me that you you haul mm-hmm. you Nope. That's Yoo-hoo. not what I meant. <laughs> you I'm moving to Maine. <laughs> it's all good. It is gorgeous up there. It's beautiful. And then we went to, um, Portland and hung out made some new friends and then we drove to Salem, hung out in Salem. It was amazing. Stayed in a haunted hotel. Did a ghost tour by the light of the full moon. Mm-hmm. It was a full moon that yeah. night. That was awesome. And yeah. we had the best weather. Yes, it was amazing. Like low 70s. Everyone was so nice. Went on a pirate ship. Went on a pirate ship. Our good friend, Crystal. Crystal was amazing and her friends. Yes. They were both lovely, lovely spending. It was her friend's birthday, right? Uh Uh-huh. With us, so. And then our last um, day, we went to the Catskills Mm -hmm. in New York. Mm -hmm. Uh, Just overnight, we were all exhausted by then. (laughs) Yeah, I think we were all done at that point. (laughs) But it was amazing. It was so much fun and something I'll never forget. Mm -hmm. It was really, I think, a beautiful... um, kind of way to introduce traveling again since we hadn't been able to travel yeah. for the pandemic. And yeah, we all survived um, <clears throat> 16 hours in the car. <laughs> there was moments. There were some moments. If you ordered one more damn seltzer water, <laughs> I learned how small Tara's bladder really is. And let me tell you, hey, we you had never all, survive in the back of a U-Haul. We had all started that trip with a complete acknowledgement that we were all wanting the car cold. Yes. And we were all going to stop about every hour to two to go potty. I think what it is, is I have trauma from my dad being like, it's six hours from Columbus to Michigan. And you don't ask to go to the bathroom. It's like I can hold it the whole trip if I need to. So every you. time you're like, I have to pee. I'm like, oh, God, we're going to get in trouble. It was like flashbacks. It's crazy. You and your bladder are amazing. Yeah. And the only time we got Being dehydrated comes in handy. The only time we got in trouble. So we were looking at our phone. <laughs> I got in trouble oh. a lot more than that. <laughs> Did you? It's all good. It's all good. We had a really good time. Thanks for driving, Liza. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We listened to like 10 hours of murder one podcast. true crime <laughs> podcast. We're like another episode like, going to get us going. through. We are going to make it through this. It was awesome. I kept like nodding off and then I would wake up to be like, and they found her decapitated head in, a, in an alley. And I'm like, yeah, that's what I'm here for. <laughs> all right. Um, <clears throat> I don't know about you. 
But lately, I felt incredibly off. Was oh, that the feeling that I'm yeah. feeling? Yeah, I think I think that's part of the reason we haven't come back to the kitchen table. Yeah, this kind of every time I've thought about it, I'm like, mm, I'm good. Yeah, it's hard to think about what yeah. to talk about or what to write about for sure. Yeah, I've been going through some things. Yes, yeah, and um, globally and just in our world, in our part of the nation. Spoiler alert: things are still bad. You know. Yeah. I mean, the the police are still killing people. Our, our police are still killing black people, our black beloveds. And um, Congress is letting a moratorium on eviction expi- expire tonight. So like 7 million people could be homeless. People keep going to Hawaii, even though Hawaiian residents are begging them not to. Right. Because they're running out of resources. Yep. And then... They're building a pipeline through indigenous lands and then um the pandemic it's like oh, making, is that thing still happening it's making a sequel hmm. yeah guess who's back yeah back again i started Rona's following just back. real quick i started following this lady on tiktok and i don't remember her name but she's like this old grandma lady and she like does old lady things but while like <laughs> singing really raunchy songs like in <laughs> harmony so it'll be like, because, like I got because I got high by Afro Man, but she's like because I got high because I got high while well, she's like knitting, <laughs> and one of them was like <laughs> was that song while she was making biscuits. So she's like two trailer park girls go around the outside while she's like I was. It's my favorite thing of all time. Um, there, was, there was one TikTok where the woman was she was singing then I got high, but it was. I was, then I asked why. Oh my god, I love her. I love her. It's like somebody said this needs to be an entire song. <laughs> it does. I would 100% download that. She was like, I was gonna make the bed, and then I asked why. <laughs> I'm like, yes, that is me. That and is me. Dance too. She's like, da 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 da. <laughs> right, right, exactly, exactly. So we're all feeling <clears throat> incredibly off. TikTok has been my um, my coping it's, skills. That's my my. It is a major. Like as a therapist, I'm assigning that as like homework. It's like, basically visual Ativan. Please go watch TikTok. Yeah, especially the, the restock. Like if you just search like restock, it's just people like restocking things in their house, and it makes you so satisfied. It's so satisfying. You're like, oh, I I'm did like that. my life is chaos, but look <laughs> at all these apple juices in a row. It's very helpful. But what I want to know is how is it that things can go on as planned right now? For example, the Olympics. Mm. That feels very off to me. Um, It's kind of, it's messing with my head a little bit. Have you watched any of it? Not a lot. What um, events have you watched? Well, when I say not a lot, I've watched highlights. Of the different... On TikTok. <laughs> of the different competitions. I follow NBC on TikTok. Okay. <laughs> well, I kind of checked out after the story of Shikari Richardson. Mm, yes. I mean, I was just kind of like, and we're done. I'm not going to... And that sucks. I mean, watching the Olympics growing up, like, that was the thing. Oh, yeah. It was like, ooh, 
you know, the Summer Olympics, the Winter yeah. Olympics. I still remember going to the Scholastic Book Fair yes. and buying a Christina Yamaguchi poster to put on my wall. Right, exactly. I, yeah, and you can name, like, watching all the women, like, that was my favorite thing, like, watching all the women do gymnastics, mm-hmm. you know, because then you'd want to get up and do your routine, too, with your ribbon, Yeah. right? And then watching swimming was my other favorite thing mm-hmm. to watch. And beach volleyball. And then um, ice skating. Mm. Ice skating in the winter. Curling. I watch curling all day. Craig loves Craig curling. Craig knows what I'm about. Apparently, I have yeah, I have no interest in that whatsoever. But <clears throat> Just because it looks like something I can do. It like, does. Oh, you want me to sweep the floor? All right. <laughs> I can do that. I got this. You could get a gold medal in that. I could. You There's could a lot sh- of things I could get a gold medal in. Sleeping <laughs> and sweeping are just two things off the top of my head. Could make it happen for you. Let's do it. Okay. So that is, that's when I checked out Shikari Richardson, having her, um, watching her. Like she is just this fierce athletic soul. I mean, talk about joy. She looks like Roadrunner. I'm like, where'd your legs go? Right. They're just like swirly. Exactly. Like they're moving so fast. Exactly. And, and just, just like watching her, like that's joy Mm -hmm. incarnate right there. Yes. And see, and I've only really seen clips of her performing. Um, and then unfortunately to have her not be able to participate Mm -hmm. simply because she made a choice when her mother died. Right. Like her mom died. Right. Like her mother died. Mm-hmm. Like, can we just sit with that for a second? Like if you're, if your loved one dies and you're like, oh, I think I'm going to partake in some weed mm-hmm. to kind of cope with that. Yeah. To use this medicinal herb. Yes. That yes. does not enhance anyone's performance. <laughs> yeah. We've all seen Half-Baked. <laughs> I mean... I just, I, I was like, and we're done because this makes absolutely no sense. And it's happening because she's a black athlete and anybody else that wouldn't have been the case. Yeah. I mean, to be fair, like it is in the rules, blah, blah, blah. But, but I think really, I think you're, I think from the, the folks that I've followed on Instagram who've talked about this is that like, we're looking at the rules as like a systemic kind of place of like oppression Mm -hmm. because okay so shikari can't perform because she tested positive for weed but then there's other um athletes of color who have to wear a certain swim cap for their texture of hair and they can't do that right and then there's the women who are performing like the beach volleyball Mm -hmm. And they can't wear shorts, but they have to wear bikini bottoms because... The patriarchy. Performance? Yeah, no, that doesn't make sense. So, like, looking at all of those together, like, if we just took Shikari's thing and was like, okay, it's in the rules, Mm -hmm. maybe, right? But when you look at all those incidents together, you're like, those rules aren't making very much sense right? right now. And, like, if 2020 has taught us anything, it's how successful we can be if we are adaptable. And if we look to systemic change and yes. not punishing the individual 
right. who is coming up through a system that was not built for their success, mm-hmm. obviously. Um, <clears throat> and then, then there's the story that we want to talk about today with Miss Simone Biles, another joyful, just amazing human being, right? Mm-hmm. When you watch her, you're like, oh, I could go out and do gymnastics. Do you think maybe that's why everybody's got something to say? Listen, <clears throat> I can't touch my toes and neither can anyone that has an opinion about it. Probably. Cause they're mistaking the feeling they get of like after watching her, like they could be like, yeah, I could go tumble like that too. No, I know I can't. Right. And that's why everybody can't even stand on my head. Coming up to say something. When I think of like, when I think of magical people placed on this earth, like the, I, her, comes mm-hmm. to mind she comes to mind um just a good soul you see that in her performance mm-hmm. and she is one of the greatest of all times absolutely like when you say her name she's up there with very she's the greatest gymnast of all time elite end of list right people yeah that are up there with her that came before her one of the greatest athletes of all time um and even if she wasn't a gymnast right she's still impressive right Right. She overcame being in foster care. She overcame being sexually abused by that son of a bitch, Larry Nasser, that people knew about and just, you know. Helped to defend and yeah, hi- yeah. help hide and that kind of thing. Um, her brother is on tr- was on trial for triple homicide while she was packing for the Olympics. Jesus. There was, they declared a mistrial. Ooh. Like, she's impressive, even without being a gold medalist. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And the fact that she is, is, is even more so at mm-hmm. that point. Um, and she has ADHD. She's neurodivergent. So let's talk about that. Let's talk about some of the, the stories that have been out there and um, kind of tie it all into, you know, um, our neurodivergence Uh, piece that we regularly talk about so one of the articles that I've noticed was on ESPN Simone Biles withdraws from vault uneven bars at 2021 Olympics so this started she's obviously in several different events Mm -hmm. I didn't realize that because she qualified for like all around team and then also for individual events so she she initially withdrew earlier this last week mm-hmm. from um the group her, events yeah from her events some of her events and she even went on her instagram account to explain what was going on mm-hmm. okay first of all she doesn't owe anybody anything absolutely not so for her to consider the world that's watching her to consider the world's feelings, to Mm -hmm. be considerate like that and give folks a breakdown of like, this is what's happening. Amazing. Mm -hmm. She did not have to do that. That is not anything that she owes anybody, but she went on her Instagram and it says in a series of posts and videos on her Instagram story on Friday, Biles explained she was dealing with the twisties and said her mind and body are simply not in sync. Twisties is a term used by gymnasts when they feel like they get lost in the air, which can cause serious injury during airborne routines. I had no clue anything like that existed. Yeah. Um, So thank you to her for educating us on that. Again, even though that was not her responsibility. Um, 
And also, according to this article, it looks like she can be evaluated daily for all the events that she was able to be involved in. So while she's not participating in something that may be happening today, if there's something that she was scheduled to be in tomorrow, she could still participate in that. Mm -hmm. It just kind of, they're taking it as it comes. Um, Can we talk about the wonderful term that twisties is? Mm -hmm. What did you think about that when you heard that? Um, Well, first it made me think of the cinnamon twisties from Taco Bell. Of course. Which are noodles. Did you know that? No, I had no clue. They're like they're deep, just like deep fried noodles. Deep fried noodles. Okay, so good. Good to know. Um, but it made it is kind of a fun word because she's literally twisting in the air. Mm-hmm. She was supposed to do a two and a half rotation. She did a one and a half mm-hmm. and landed weird or whatever. I thought it looked good, but mm-hmm. I don't know anything about gymnastics. <laughs> right. I like, like, I couldn't do that. She could do it. That <laughs> looks great. Fantastic. Um, but I thought that it was a good word because sometimes you know you do feel like you're all twisted up Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. like your mind and your body not being in sync like that makes so much sense to me Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I would agree with that um it the the experience of um your mind and your body being out of sync resonates very strongly with me mostly because of the experience I have raising a disabled child. Mm -hmm. Um, Not saying that that experience is that disabled child's doing. I'm talking about like raising a disabled child within the culture that we have to exist in Mm -hmm. and being able to do it, you know, well or do it successfully to give that child the best life they could possibly have. Right. And not because of anything that they do. Right. Or anything because of them, but because of this culture that we live in Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. our mind and body not being in sync um and the mental health that's like at the front and center of this story um she needed a mental health break Mm -hmm. you know she needed to prioritize her mental health um just to pause for a second as a therapist the amount like looking at it as a therapist the amount of pressure she must feel on a regular basis to perform first. But then for her to recognize that and be able to check in with herself and say, wait a minute, pause. That's a really big deal. Mm -hmm. And if I had someone in therapy working with me on that and like they came to that conclusion, like nothing but kudos and congratulations to them. Because that's not the normal response in this American culture. Right. It's not normal for people to say, pause, you know, and it's, it's not, it's certainly not celebrated. Right. When we live in a capitalism, right. Hustle culture, right. Hustle, 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 hustle. hustle. That's, that's all get, get it done. You know, nine to five clock in clock out working a full 40 hours a week or more. Right. The, the big thing is, um, you know, leaving your personal stuff at the door when you come into work, who the hell can do that? Yeah. I'm sorry, but, (laughs) and I apologize to any client I ever worked with as a career counselor. When I said that to people, I'm like, "Mm, can you really leave your personal stuff at the door? Right. Kinda, maybe not. No, we aren't very good at that. Mm-hmm. That's like, com- you know, compartmentalizing and saying like, 
not acknowledging how our personal lives impact our work lives and back and forth. Right. Does anybody say leave your work life at the door when you come home? They should. That's not, that's not normal. That's not normal in our culture to say right. people are praised for working from home and getting in those late night emails. Mm-hmm. <sighs> and perfect attendance and mm-hmm. showing up when you're sick, never calling off for 45 years, you right. get an article in the paper when you die. Right. <laughs> right. Right. And it seems very old school and old fashioned, but it's still something I think that is still very prevalent in our American culture. Mm-hmm. You're not allowed to say pause. You're not allowed to say, this isn't working for me. You're not allowed to step back and take a deep breath and be like, no, I have to put myself first and like prioritize my own mental health first before performance, before productivity, before fill in the blank. Mm-hmm. Right. Before your dreams. Right. She's dreamed of being an Olympian. Like, this is what she wanted. Like, mm-hmm. she fought like hell for this. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And she still is, like, listening to her herself. That inner wisdom. Yeah. That we all tend to turn off in the face of right. productivity, in the face of work, 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 in the face of hustle. Like, it's so brave to even listen to yourself. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. For sure. So she's working through some of her stuff. And when she talks about, I think, I think the downside to her. So we've, we've focused for a second on like the congratulations, like she needs to be congratulated. She needs to be lifted up. This needs to be an example to all of us. Mm -hmm. Um, especially young women, especially women of color. Right. Mm -hmm. Um, but there's a downside and I think that's part of what you wanted to kind of talk about today was the downside to her saying stuff to saying, I need a pause. Um, I think part of what's happening is people can't see emotional injuries like they can physical injuries. Mm -hmm. Right. It's not like you can take a picture of depression or take a picture of the twisties. Mm hmm. Right. And say like, oh, here it is. This is what it looks like. Um, And for her saying I need to put my mental and emotional health first is a boundary. And it goes against that pull yourself up by the bootstraps, rugged individualism. That is our culture. Mm -hmm. So that's part of the downside and like the backlash. Um, And what bothers me is that when people respond to this, it with that like sense of pull yourself up by the bootstraps. Right. Mm -hmm. Or who does she think she is? You know, she's representing our country. Right. Right. People only focusing on her takes away from the whole idea. I think of the Olympics and the whole Mm -hmm. idea of what it's supposed to symbolize, which is like community. Mm -hmm. Like the last time I checked, there's an entire U S women's gymnast team in Tokyo. Yeah, and Simone knew that. She was like, these girls can handle it. Yes. So she also had a community and a, you know, she could fall back on of supporters. Right. Her close friends on her team. Right. You know, it's so important to have that support network because she was like, these girls have got this. They can go get medals on their own, and they did. And so in, in 
in paying attention to her own stuff, she gave a gift to the team that is there working with her. Yeah. And, and now Sunu Lee is the first Asian American to win gold at the Olympics. Mm-hmm. And she gave in paying attention to her own stuff and being able to say pause and being able to say like, no, no, my, my mental and emotional health come first. She was able to give that a gift to the community, to her team members. She was able to say like, community is, is way more important that the team is way more important also. So like she did this wonderful thing of, yes, I'm paying attention to myself, but I'm, I'm, I'm making space for community. Right. You know, I'm, I'm bringing community into the spotlight. Right. And not just what, what can Simone do? Right. Because it's Team USA and Mm -hmm. the S doesn't stand for Simone. (laughs) It doesn't? As much as I wish that it would. (laughs) It doesn't. Are you sure? I'm just going to start telling people I live in the United Simone of America. (laughs) Maybe she could be the next president. I'd be so happy. (laughs) We have to wait until she's 35. Is that right? There is that? Yeah. In the Constitution, you have to be 35 to run for president. See, that's my whole civics. My whole civics education coming back not the one I didn't have um and this pull your bootstraps up you know pull yourself up by the bootstraps mentality this like rugged individualism this like you know we own her as a country like it's so gross her individualness has to represent us right again you cannot do a cartwheel Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I think that individualism it, it hurts our loved ones in our disabled communities as well mm-hmm. because individualism is, is really just cold code for like survival of the fittest. Mm. Um, if you can't make it as this culture exists now, like, Oh, well, yeah. And I think unfortunately we're still seeing that with, with the pandemic mm-hmm. as well. Yeah. You know, our, our disabled loved ones, like, and our youngest, our most vulnerable, who can't get vaccines right now, everybody's like, oh, well, you know, kind of sucks to be you. Yeah. For people who are still unwilling to get vaccines or unwilling to wear masks now that they're making making a comeback. Yeah. And I mean, and it's tough, right? Because part of like truly believing in my body, my choice, mm-hmm. as I do, mm-hmm. being a pro-life or pro-choice individual, mm-hmm. is I do believe that you have that right to make that decision, an informed decision on your healthcare needs. Mm-hmm. But then I also struggle with it. I guess when I hear that, my question is, um, where does your individual right then cross over to the line of like my son's right to be in a healthy space. Right. Like my son has just as much right to be in a healthy space. I guess maybe to me even more so. Like I feel like his right to not catch a devastating um, virus Mm -hmm. because you didn't want to get a vaccine. I feel like that right kind of trumps I'm not saying it's right or wrong. Oh, no. I'm saying 
we're just, I mean, we're just I expressing with it. Yeah. Expressing our individual struggles. I, I, I got, I got vaccinated like as soon as I could, mm-hmm. but I understand why mm-hmm. others would be hesitant. I guess. Oh, I had people, I had someone on, um, Facebook again, which is why I'm not on Facebook that much anymore. Mm. Um, I had someone say they like, they posted like one of the politics politicians I follow posted like tell us what vaccine means to you or whatever and I was like you know people getting vaccinated means I can feel safer you know taking my son outside of my home that kind of thing because he can't get a vaccine and somebody responded in such a lovely way and said why would I set myself on fire to keep your son warm Ew. and I was like oh okay this is what I'm dealing with that's um that's that's great. Good okay. to know. All right. Yeah, that's what I was like. Okay, we're all done. All done, Facebook. All yes. done. So getting back to Miss Simone Biles and her mental health, um, there was a, a Washington, or no, uh, an article that you found from WBUR, and that is Olympic gold medalist Dominique Dawes sheds light on what Simone Biles is going through. Mm. And you listened to that interview. I read the interview, yeah. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And Dominique Dawes... For you 80s babies out there, no, Dominique Dawes was like the it. shit back yes. in, what was it, 94? Yes. Yep. So good. Mm-hmm. And I got her poster too. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so here's this here's this crazy kind of like individualism showing up again. Um, it says in the, the article, Washington Post sports reporter Candace Buckner writes that whenever Biles pulls on her leotard, it's as though she's tightening a cape around her neck. She's the hero tasked with saving a sullied sport. Buckner is referring to the convicted sex offender Larry Nasser, who served as team doctor for the women's gymnastics team for 18 years and molested Biles and hundreds of other young women gymnasts. <clears throat> Sorry, why is it her responsibility as a victim to help the organization save face for covering it up? This is why women don't report. Period. End of story. Yeah. That's so, like, I feel like I need to shower after that. It's disgusting. Yeah. And it says Dawes was not a victim of Nasser, but she's familiar with the way the culture of the sport gives young girls anxiety, self-doubt, and insecurity. Young gymnasts don't trust their inner voice. Simone is trusting her inner voice. Absolutely. She has dug through all the bullshit that was piled on top of her. Yeah. And she's trusting that inner voice. And that is an example to all of us. Mm-hmm. All of us. Like, where would we be culturally? How much better culturally would we be if we if we paid attention to that inner voice? Like, this is not right. We need to do something about this. Mm-hmm. And recognize that it's not on the individual to clean up a system that is broken. Right. I mean, this was systemic abuse that she has come through. Um, And even before that, like Dominique talks in this article about gymnastics is based on abuse, emotional, mm -hmm, physical mm -hmm. abuse by the coaches who are making six-year-olds train for 40 hours a week, Mm -hmm. yelling at them, telling them they're worthless, telling them that they'll never make it. Mm -hmm. And that's all quote unquote good coaching, Mm -hmm. but it's abuse. Mm -hmm. Mm Mm-hmm. Because it's doing exactly what you're saying. It's making them not trust their inner voice. Right. Yeah. Um, individualism 
I think continues to make us look at individuals to solve a systemic problem. Mm-hmm. Like how many times did we hear last year? Like, you know, there's just a couple of bad apples for cops. And what we've learned from the black educators is that, no, 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 this is, this is systemic. Mm-hmm. This is something that's system-wide. This is something that needs it's to be... It's the orchard, it's not the apple. Right, this is something that needs to be torn down and rebuilt from the ground up. Did you see the, um, the quote from Chris Rock? Mm-mm. And it was like some... Like some career fields don't get to have bad apples. Mm, yeah. Uh, like you can't just, like you can't, American Airlines can't say most of our pilots are good. We just have a couple that like to crash planes. <laughs> like some careers don't get bad apples. Oh my God. When I think about just the. Okay. So I'm a licensed therapist, but remember, I'm not your therapist. And when I is mad at me, I think when I think about, we'll cover that in just a minute. When I think about the steps that I have to take to protect clients. Mm -hmm. Right. And like, if the, like if there was one thing, man, my board is all over me, like as they should be. Mm -hmm. Right. And I like, I have to do that. And we're trusting people with guns like come on if everybody could see sarah's face right now she's like "Mm, yeah 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 okay um so so uh, so adding on to that um or maybe it doesn't have anything to do with it but um we also saw that they changed some of the rules Regarding Simone's scoring. Oh, I think I missed this part of the story. Okay, so she does a couple moves that are very difficult. Like, Mm -hmm. she has moves named after her because no one else can do them. Jesus. Because they're dangerous. Jesus. So in an attempt to keep others from not trying these moves, they decided that they would be worth less points. What? Mm Mm-hmm. So now not only do you have the weight of the country on your shoulders, you're doing it at a disadvantage. Just, just think about this for a second. If LeBron James was going to the championship of basketball, whatever the hell that is, if LeBron <laughs> James was on the U.S. Olympic team for basketball, you know, the dream team that we had back then, back I in the day, they had McDonald's State some point. Cups. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. But LeBron, since he's so good, mm-hmm. only gets one point for every three-pointer he throws. Mm-hmm. There will be riots in the street. <laughs> yep. But since she is a black female. Right. Not a word. S- somehow this is okay. Right. And this is why I checked out the Olympics. <laughs> yeah. So it's not only systemic, you know, hustle culture. Mm-hmm. It's patriarchy. Mm-hmm. It is racism you know did would they do this to sean johnson Mm -hmm. probably not Mm -hmm. it's misogyny it's so many things Mm -hmm. like it is like the perfect culmination of like all the bad things Mm -hmm. and one person being like i'm out Mm -hmm. both fingers in the air (laughs) goodbye (laughs) do you think do you think she did that behind the scenes i really hope she did i really hope she did it's what we deserve 100 percent. yeah yeah. 
And and the neurodivergence, the mental health aspect of it all is just I think that's that's what spoke to us so clearly mm-hmm. and why we wanted to talk about it today. Simply because you have someone at their top physical, you know, peak. Mm-hmm. I mean, the quads on that girl. She, <laughs> the things she can do physically, mm-hmm. right? But she's coming to us saying, "Look, mentally, this just isn't working for me right now." And for anybody, and not only is it not working for her, it's dangerous. Right. Right. Exactly. People have paralyzed themselves trying to do these moves. And for her to for her to step up and say that and pay attention to that inner voice and make it like we should all be like, just yes. Yeah. You don't have to tell us anything. You don't owe anybody an explanation. Nothing. Just yes. Mm-hmm. Just yes. But then there are people who are just dicks. Yes. And that would be sadly. This makes me so sad. I know where you're going and I'm broken hearted. I love Michael Che. Mm-hmm. Okay. He he is one of the reasons I still watch Saturday Night Live, mm-hmm. right? Because the the weekend update him and his his buddy Colin. Yes, when they trade jokes, mm-hmm. when they make each other read the jokes. Oh that yeah, at the end of the year. Other. Yeah, that is. <laughs> I love that. That's free. I mean, I laugh really hard, and I love him. Um, but not so much anymore. Yeah. Because unfortunately, he is just a dick. Yeah. Right Turns now. Out. Just a dick. Um, he uh, got on and decided to um, blast Simone in some Instagram posts. Um, he said, I got like three minutes of Simone Biles jokes in my head. I'm going to the cellar tonight to say them into a microphone. As the dorky kids say, I'm choosing violence. Which just, what? Why? Why? Right. Why? Why go there? Right. Like, what do you hope to gain from it? Right. Like, tell tell your mama those jokes or your tell, best friend. Tell Colin. Tell Olaf. Colin. Right. They'll, you know. Tell Scarlett Johansson. She'll be there, too. Because <laughs> she's married to Colin. Is she? Yeah. Oh, I didn't realize that. Okay. Mm-hmm. I don't think she would appreciate them, though. I don't think so. Okay. I, I don't think anyone should appreciate them. No, 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 no. Like, say it privately in your brain and then let alone. And yeah. think to yourself, like, mm, not good. And you know what you should not do hmm. is if you're going to be a dick, mm-hmm. just stay a dick. Mm-hmm. Don't come back and be like, oh, man, someone hacked me. <laughs> that said, sucks. I changed my password. Everything is fine. But, you know, you know, the whole hacking thing like that was his way of being funny, trying to be funny about it. Did you know that, right? Just take accountability. Be yeah. like, yeah, guys, that was a dick move. Right. I'm sorry I'm being a dick. Like, I could appreciate him way more. I, I don't know that I'll I'll tune into him again anytime soon. But I could I could appreciate it I way more. I think his contract's up this year anyway. If he could say, like, oh, I, that was a dick move. But My bad. But our love, Hannah Gadsby, yes. said it the best. She's like, question, what do you call a hack who blames a hacking because he couldn't land a joke. Answer, <laughs> Michael Che. And she was like, jokes are so fucking easy. It's boring. Being a goat on top of being a dignified survivor leader burdened with turning a rape apologizing glory hunting U.S. gymnastics culture around under intense public scrutiny. Not just difficult, but inhumanely unfair expectation. Ugh. A fucking man. 
Hannah. A. We should have just said hello and read that and be done. Right. Hannah Hannah said it the best. It took us about an hour to get there. Thank you, Hannah. But she she said it the best. Oh, that the, the, like gave me goosebumps. I'm like, yes. Just, okay. So where have we, we've come to at the end of all of this? Just. People are dicks? Just, oh, I don't even. Mm. <laughs> Y'all, I'm going to be honest. I Riding shared this- so many things on Instagram about this because I like, I can't, like I have like such a visceral response. I know. I'm riding the struggle bus and I'm not really finding the joy today in all of this. I'm just like, I'm, I'm choosing violence because I dare you to come at Simone because I am right here ready to take you on. The, the joy I will choose in this is that Simone has set an example for all of us again mm-hmm. without even needing to mm-hmm. right? a gift. Um, so she set an example for us. Her neurodivergence needs to be celebrated Mm -hmm. and God bless her for listening to her inner wisdom and putting herself first Yeah, and saying like, sorry, not going to go there. Not going to do this to myself. Because here's the thing, your job, they're going to post your position before your body's cold. Mm -hmm. They're not going to be there for you. Mm -hmm. Like your support system will hopefully always be there for you but ultimately the only thing you can count on is yourself mm-hmm. and if you're not listening to yourself mm-hmm. you can't even count on that mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and simone has someone she can count on mm-hmm. and that's mm-hmm. herself there we all carry that inner wisdom within each of us and it's just can you hear it over the noise mm-hmm. of this crazy rugged individualistic culture that we live in of pull yourself up by the bootstraps, hustle, get on with it. As Eminem says in one of his songs, where the fuck are the boots? <laughs> that's a really, that's a really, really good question. P.S. We changed our, uh, our rating to mature, right? <laughs> yeah. Every time I post now, I'm like, mm. um, so, uh, hopefully keep in mind also that if this is what a top athlete is dealing with, Imagine the young girls that are like her in every day mm-hmm. and what they're dealing with. Um, we need more mental health supports. Yeah. Our mental health system is not working. It doesn't serve the regular person. Um, we need more mental health supports in our everyday lives, but especially in our schools for mm-hmm. all of our kiddos, all of our young people. It should be just as acceptable to call in to work sad Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. as it is to call in sick. And I think people's visceral reaction to that is, oh, you're going to game the system. Yeah, because, you know, um, that sounds like a lot of fun. Yeah, Mm -hmm. the game I'm playing is that uh, my depression isn't real or my anxiety isn't real, and I'm going to sit at home all day eating bonbons. Yeah. And unfortunately, I think many folks in our circles – Um, especially like in white middle-class privilege, maybe even evangelical circles that we had participated in previously, like to think that people are gaming the system Mm. and that there's lots of people out there doing it. Yeah. When that is just not the reality. I wish 
that that was an option. I <laughs> wish depression wasn't real. Right. Right. And that's what they are. It's that's what several folks that I've talked to don't they don't say like, well, it's not that it's not real. It's that you want to game the system and you could just deal with it. Just come to work and deal with it or just get a job and deal with it. Just deal with it. Just stop being depressed. Yeah. It's easy. I haven't thought of that. You didn't? Is that all you have to do? That's what I tell you. You just have to stop day. being sad. Mm-hmm. Huh. Mm-hmm. The one thing I haven't tried. Here I am on three and in depressants like an idiot. <laughs> you should talk to somebody about that. Oh, I should. You should. Um, I like. I, I saw know. this meme where it was like this woman like walking through like you know like the like lasers from Mission Impossible. Mm-hmm, so you have to mm-hmm, like mm-hmm, go all through, mm-hmm. and it was like being honest with my therapist but not so honest that I get involuntarily committed and I was like oh I feel this every time somebody posts like a therapist meme it makes my heart warm like (laughs) the fact that y'all think about your therapist so much like I love you for that because we're people too we're human beings just like you yeah so I love it um that's all I got Screw you if you think Simone Biles owes you something. Yeah, I'll subscribe. Don't need you. And uh, we need more mental health resources in this country for everybody. Yeah, and maybe less Olympics if this is how it's going to be. I I agree. I agree. All done Olympics. Um, Seriously, though, if you or someone you know needs support, please check out our resources on our website. That's normalwithautism.com. Click on the Connect With Us page, and we have some some resources down there. And um, if you're looking specifically to support people of color, we encourage you to check out the Loveland Foundation mm-hmm. um, by one of Ohio's own, Rachel Cargill. She's amazing. And the work they do there is is pretty amazing as well. And um, I don't know. That's Tune all I in got. next time for more bummer news. <laughs> and maybe some jokes. Maybe some jokes. Hey, I think we did pretty well for a little break. I wonder if this means SNL will be hiring for a new co-head writer. Do you think you can go? Maybe they'll fire Michael Shea and hire me. (sighs) Just kidding. All right. I'm not good enough. Stop it. All right. Well, we love all of you. And uh, we're going to be out. And as always, here's the... What is it? Here's to the. I don't. Re- I don't even remember See, how to close it. Our professionals. <laughs> how do we close this thing? I'm here's looking at Craig. To give me a, somebody. Give me the a line. Complexities. Yes. Here's to the complexities in our journeys. Joys and our complexions. The joys and sorrows, the highs and lows. I've been on Skin Talk a lot. Who observe us do so with compassion, especially for amazing kiddos. Please. I'm gonna rewrite that ending. That's goal for the rest of the year. Why? What's wrong with it? It's a lot. It's a lot. I'm kind of tired from saying it. So we love you. Peace out. We'll talk soon. Bye, guys. Bye. Bye.